Alrighty, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Uppercut Podcast. We have a special guest who is a who's fighting in the lightweight division with a four and amateur record and formally making his professional debut in the PFL. He's from Puerto Rico, but now trains out of Lionheart MMA in New Jersey. Tonight we have Elvis Quiles join us. Elvis, thank you for coming on. How are you feeling? Absolutely, man. I'm feeling good. How about uh, how about you guys? How are you feeling? We're good. Thank you. We're so excited to have you on. Excited to talk yeah. to you. Um, but yeah, so you're from Puerto Rico, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I yeah. moved out here about six years ago. Nice. Um, yeah. What's the fighting scene like in Puerto Rico looking like right now? Um, fighting scene over there is, you know, it's, it's growing. It could be better, but it, it's growing little by little. There's still a couple of pro fighters, a lot of amateurs. But uh, for now, Puerto Rico's focusing a lot more on boxing. Mm-hmm. Jiu-Jitsu still growing down there and wrestling as it is. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's pretty good. People like it, you know? Yeah. Mikey, is there any uh, professional MMA programs in Puerto Rico, or is it all amateur? Um, so they they used to be they used to be uh Max FC used to be pro, but for some reason they they're not operating there no more. However, there are some pro fighters that have been making um their appearances out here. Uh, recently I had a friend of mine, Michael Lirisaris, he fought in um Icon FC, mm-hmm. and I believe November eighteen. The same day I'm fighting, I'm also fighting um, November 18. But uh, my friend uh, Jonathan, he's fighting in Titan FC in Florida, if I'm not mistaken. All right. Yeah. So yeah, nothing local down there. Hmm. Okay, gotcha. Is is fighting what brought you to the U.S.? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I used to fight um, burner fights over there, and I used to do kickboxing a lot mm-hmm. growing up. I used to do a lot of street fighting and stuff. So, like, when I was about uh, 16, 17, I started doing MMA. Mm-hmm. And then when I was about 21, I decided to move out here to, to resume my training, focus on my grappling, because I'm mm-hmm. originally a striker, you know. Um, I had a, I had a catch wrestling background, but nothing too crazy. But out here, definitely, the grappling, it's it's more heavier, especially here in Jersey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's very grappling-based. So when you were growing up in Puerto Rico, before you started pursuing like any kind of combat sport, did you play anything else? Did you start somewhere else? First play soccer, or basketball, or anything else? Uh, as a kid, I started doing karate when I was six, and then I did that until I was like ten, and then I did some boxing, and then I just skated a lot after that. Skate, surfed, and yeah, it wasn't until I was like sixteen that I started training and focusing on like, oh, this is what I want to do: fighting and and combat sport as it is yeah but it, it took a while it, it didn't take that long it was just before that a lot of skateboarding a lot of surfing graffiti yeah. doing you know doing kid stuff yeah right um is there like a specific point in your career where you thought like oh i can actually go pro and i'm like special at this um yeah it was uh so so when i when i was a kid down there growing up teenager i used to get into a lot of fights and it was like mm-hmm. there was this abandoned school with a court right and the guys would just go well you got twenty dollars who got twenty dollars and we would just brawl and you <laughs> get into it the, and then yeah and then it turned out that i was pretty good at that you know i was pretty good at punching people in the face and then yeah i was like i found this uh my 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 first trainer who was like a you know, I, I grew up by myself, and I was like a troubled teenager, mm-hmm. and not too many people wanted me around. So, like this this man has to call on. He he saw potential, and he decided to train me. He told me come down to the house. He opened his house to me, and that's how everything started. You know, it was thanks to him. 
he saw potential and he just stopped doing that. You know, one day, maybe if you train, you could actually make something out of it and, you know, make make your family proud and stuff. So that's how it started. Wow, that's awesome. Mikey? Yeah, yeah so at that point, did you love – I always like to know when fighters, like, really started to love fighting. Did you love it at that point or was it just something you were doing you thought you were good at? No, I loved it. I loved it, man. <laughs> I, I, yo, what? For me, it was – it really started as, like, I told you, I did karate, and then I did mm-hmm. boxing. And then what really made me love this was two movies, Onk Bak and Undisputed. And mm-hmm. and from those two movies and training and doing what I was doing, I just loved it, man. It was, it was to me, the, nothing makes me feel more alive than this, you know, ever yeah. since I was young. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, who, Like, what's the hardest punch you've ever taken? Who's given you the hardest punch? And has there been like any one punch that stood out to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was also around the same time when we used to train in, in like the backyard, mm-hmm. sort of like what Street Beefs is doing. Yeah. We used to train mm-hmm. that way. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was like 20 guys would come. You had to spot 20 guys with nothing but four-ounce gloves. We didn't have oh. We didn't have none of that money to buy those things. So. Yeah. And I remember this guy, uh, his nickname was Pollo. He was mm-hmm. like 230, and I was like 145. I was, was like 16. Oh. This man hit me with a overhand. It broke my nose for the first time. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You say you broke your nose for the first time. Have you broken it before since then? Uh, after that, yeah. 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 Skating, too, because I was still skating around there for like skating. I broke my nose twice. Oh, yeah. That's awful. Yeah. <laughs> Mikey? <Face-planted. laughs> Did you, uh, so during these like street, I guess you called them like street beef type fights, did you, like, did you enjoy winning in those more since you were coming up and learning than you do now? Like, obviously, you make more money now, but did those seem more enjoyable now looking back on it than what you do now? Like, as memories? As memories, yeah. Like, I, there's definitely nostalgia in it, involved in it. So, yeah, I, when you look back at it, like, those seem more meaningful, but I, I prefer the way I'm doing things now. Like, I, I you know, this is the dream, like, the the. The journey I'm at right now is it was a dream that I had back then, you know. So right now I'm living the dream that I had as a teenager. So I feel like right now I'm, I feel better about what I'm doing, you know. Yeah. Jeff? Yeah. How did you go from those type of fights to your amateur debut with Ring Combat? All right. So what happened was that in, in Puerto Rico, it was a couple um, – it was a couple amateur companies, but their record didn't show – Right, so it, it mm-hmm. wasn't for record, and um, and I I fought there at 185. So like when I was um 18, I got I got arrested down there, and I went through some some shit, and I gained some weight, right? So I started lifting and stuff, and I but then I stopped, and I got fat, right? And <laughs> yeah. then um, one day I I got back to the gym, and my my coach uh, he was like, "Yo, you want to fight?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Well, there's a fight in two weeks. Do you want it?" I was like, yeah, wait, wait, 185. Well, I'm 185 right now. Let's go. And I got did the four four fights over there, four or five fights. And then I came out here. And out here, I just trained for the first four years. Mm-hmm. Just kept training, like find, trying to find the right team to join. You know, like I, I gymed up a couple gyms. I, I, I did some Muay Thai. I did some, some in um, – I went to Driven here in Wolverine. Then I went to um, – Frankie Edgar's UFC gym, and mm-hmm. from Frankie Edgar's UFC gym, the coach there for MMA was uh, Josh Key, and 
he was the one that got me in contact with the people I'm at now at Lionheart, Ashura Bana and Dante Rivera. And I started going with them. COVID happened. And once COVID, uh, the, the, you know, the lockdown was done, I was just ready to fight. And, and that's how I got my first fight in Realty, uh, I mean, Ring of Combat. That's quite the journey. Uh, Mikey? So then you had some fights with the CFFC, and then you moved from that to go to Dead Serious in Atlantic City. Was that kind of yeah. how your timeline went? Yeah. So how do you go about, like, changing promotions like that? Like, do they just call you for a vacancy and you go fight? Yeah, or yeah, you... yeah. So the, the first in Ring of Combat, it was uh, – the one I trained hard was for that Ring of Combat fight, right? And then uh, a week later – um, somebody uh, pulled out with this dude. He was supposed to be like a, a kickboxing prodigy or whatever, so nobody really wanted to fight him. The CFFC contacted my uh, coaches, um, and Dante Rivera called me, and he was like, hey, man, like there's a short-notice fight. It's next week. It's in your weight. Do you want it? And I was like, well, I'm in, you know? Like, I'm ready to fight anytime. Yeah. So, so I just made the weight in a week. I was 188. I did an 18-pound cut. Oh. I was ready to go, yeah. How do, how do you cut 18 pounds that quickly? Uh, man, you know, I don't even know. <laughs> it just sort of comes. Like, I sweat a lot. I I don't even know. I just, I diet for the first few days, and I chucked a lot of water. Mm-hmm. And then I just hit the a very hot bath in the sauna. Yeah. And just keep doing that until I lose it. Yeah, it's oh. a nightmare, but it is what it is. Yeah, that's, oh, that's terrible, Mikey. <laughs> Well, it all seemed to pay off though, because then only in two fights you won a belt with that serious. How did that? How does that rank amongst your accomplishments thus far? That's one of the most important times of my life, honestly, because of how long, you know, I, I was training and all these things, and and I really wanted that belt for a long, long time, you know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, once once I got that opportunity, I was just set on it and. And just keep improving my game and just keep getting better. And after exactly a year after making my amateur debut out here, I uh, I, I earned the title. So, yeah, yeah. It, it was a lot of work. I'm always at the gym, too, you know. My mm-hmm. coaches my coaches are always pushing me. I always listen to them. I really never argue with them. I just, yes, sir, no, sir, that's it. That's all I say. I just keep my head down and train. Yeah, well, that's what you got to do. Um, is has there been any like one coach in particular that stuck out that's been most helpful to your career so far? Yes, um, Ashur Albana, my actual coach at the moment, mm-hmm. he is definitely um, you know, he's he's had faith in me since day one, and he's always pushing me to the next level. You know, he he, he always telling me what I'm doing wrong, what I got to improve. He's very scrutinizing, you know, and yeah. he's very very aware of everything I do. So, yeah, I have to thank him for, for a lot of the progress I've made in the last couple of years, especially with my skill set. Yeah. Jeffrey? Yeah, you talked about fighting the middleweight before and that 18-pound weight cut and all. Is there any chance we ever see you fight in two weight divisions? Um. Yeah, yeah. Maybe later on I will go back to 170. Like I wanna, I wanna see how I do in 155. I, I, I like how I feel my last fight, 155. I felt good. I felt strong. Um, could improve my cardio, but I feel like 155 is is where I'm gonna stay for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see later on. I might go up to 170. I still don't know yet though. Um, who's your favorite fighter in the UFC? And uh, is there any fighter that you model your game after? Uh, he could be retired or current fighter, but yeah. 
Um, my my favorite fighter at the moment mm-hmm. would have to be either yeah, I think Peter Yang to be honest. Oh yeah. really? How come? Yeah, I don't know, man. I just like his style. I like yeah. I like how he he you know he he moves about himself. Like he's there to work, man. Yeah, and. If not him, it will definitely be Valentina Shevchenko. She is like, oh yeah, I, I, yeah, I love you, man. She is, like, <laughs> she is great. She's like perfect fighter to me, man. Yeah. Um. Did you think that Piotr won that fight against uh, Sugar Sean? Yes. Yes, I did. But yeah. but it was a good fight. So like yeah. it, it was like I wasn't really that mad that Sean won either. I just thought that Peter did enough to win. Yeah, it but, wasn't a robbery. Yeah, yeah I yeah, and we yeah. agree with that, uh, Mikey. Yeah. So. I mean, that was a controversial split decision. And you kind of had a little more controversial one when you won the PFL, too. Did you think they made the right decision for that fight, too? Like, do you think there was... Yeah, I felt like like I I won that fight. I felt like I Mm -hmm. did enough to win that fight. I felt like, you know, I could have done better. I could have finished the fight for once. But, uh, yeah, it's just... It is what it is, you know? Like, I just got to keep up, keep training. That's, That's all I can do, you know? Like, what's done is done. And if we meet down the line, man, shit, I'll make sure to finish him. That's it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so how did those – Uh, how did – so Dead Serious was three three-minute rounds when you fought yeah. in that promotion? How did yeah. that compare to the PFL's three five-minutes? Did it even feel like a big difference to you or no? Um, well, the thing is that when we are on fight camp, the way Coach Ash and Professor Dante have a setup is – Every Thursday, we got to do five fives, no matter what. And then we do the rest of the hour in, in the cage, cage work. So we're ready for the five fives if we have to get there, you know. We do a lot of sprints. We're ready for whatever comes. So, like, actually, I actually felt better doing three fives than three threes, to be honest. Because yeah. I felt like three threes, you you know, like five fives, you know, you already know how it feels because you did, you're doing them every week. But three threes, like, especially in my last weight cut, I kind of waited for the last – last second for the title fight. I waited last second to start my weight cut. And then the next morning I was I was a little bit depleted. So that same night, because the same day wait in that series, that's mm-hmm. that night I, I like I remember in one moment I was shooting against the cage and he caught me with like an uppercut and my legs got like 20 pounds because I got so heavy after that shot. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it, it, like the weight cut it wasn't I, I prefer the five fives, the three fives, I'm sorry. Mm. Uh, do you prefer knockout or submission, like as a form of victory? I I I like I like the savagery of the yeah. knockout. Yeah, yeah, you like. But the I do, yeah, but I do feel like submission is like the ultimate, like yeah. way to win. It's like you're admitting that I defeated you. Like there's nothing you can say after that. <laughs> um, yeah. do you have any plans in the future to maybe like bring a gym to Puerto Rico or to bring fighting or MMA down to Puerto Rico? Um, yes, that's very, uh, it's one of my goals actually to be able to bring a camp down mm-hmm. there, something that I can actually bring opportunities that I got from out here, you know, bring them down there because it's, it's a lot of talent over there with fighting. The problem is that there's not a lot of, um, um, opportunities. It's not, yeah, it's not a lot of programs of people saying, oh, you know, uh, like wrestling, for example, like it's very hard to get these opportunities down there, mm-hmm. man. Like yeah. people down there are just looking for for something to do, and that's why a lot of these teenagers they resort to drugs and they resort to to, to, to gangs and stuff. Yeah. But if you if you give them that opportunity, you know, like they would they would take that over over the the opposite. Yeah, I, I like that idea, uh, Mikey. 
Yes. Yeah, so is that one of your goals for like a career post fighting is to maybe open a gym or do you have another like career path in mind when fighting is all said and done? Uh, no, I, I, I do want my life to be around this. Like, I love being in the gym. I love training. I love, I, I actually coach right now. I'm, I'm coaching in two gyms and it's something that I love. I enjoy coaching. I enjoy teaching because I find that it also helps me to actually understand a lot of the techniques, you know, when sometimes I don't understand them until I explain them. And then it's like, yeah. oh, wow. Yeah. Now, now I see. So yeah. yeah, I do. I do want, um, I do want my life to be around this sport. Yeah. Um, one final question for you before we let you go. Uh, why do you fight? Is there any one reason? Um, that's a good question. Sometimes, sometimes I feel like I fight. Sometimes I feel like I fight for myself. Mm -hmm. But on days where I don't want to train, I, I really, I really realize that the reason I fight is because I have a four year old son, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I, I didn't know my dad. Uh -huh. So having having no living my life without a father right having nobody to look up to yes and having my son now it's like how am i going to tell my son follow your dreams follow your passion if i didn't follow mine you know if i gave up yeah how am i going to look him in the eye and say don't give up if i gave exactly. up you know yeah so yeah so if i had a reason to fight it would be my son it would be that that's a great reason wait mikey you had something yeah do you have another fight lined up Yes, November 18, I'm fighting for Ring of Combat in Atlantic City. Okay, awesome. yep, that's what I want to know. Yeah, this two weeks, two weeks, man. I'm right Sweet. there. I'm excited to go. Let's go. We'll be checking <laughs> it out. Do you have anything you want to promote before you go? Um, just, uh, yeah, so November 18, I'll be fighting in Tropicana Hotel, Atlantic City. Mm -hmm. Just, you want to see the ultimate display of violence, just come yes. through and watch. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We will certainly be watching that and we'll be telling everyone to watch. Uh, you got a bunch of fans here and we can't wait Thanks, to man. watch you just be an absolute savage in the ring. So good luck. And, <laughs> thank you uh, for yeah, having me, man. Of course. Thank you for coming on.